Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his good friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, last week went pretty well. The model overall profitable, our exclusive pod content. Not as good, 25, 22, and 1, but the A sides of all the picks, 39, 24, and 4. It was a great week for them, and the totals were profitable as well for me, 73, 64, and 1. Uh, Jake, what was your takeaway from last week? My biggest takeaway is I, I think the SEC has been underrated. They kind of showed everybody that who was boss in that Big 12 SEC challenge that everybody's been all over the Big 12, and you have Kentucky, and uh, Kentucky just goes through and just dominates Kansas. Yeah, that was impressive. Bama, Bama wins, beats a very good a yep. very good Baylor team. You had a last-second, really last-second shot. They got Texas to be, beat a good Tennessee team. That's I don't know. SEC might be something to watch coming going forward because they are loaded with talent. It seems. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's interesting. We we talked about the Big Twelve being the best conference in basketball and the Big East, you know, right behind them. Uh, the SEC really laying claim to that. Just something to keep an eye on when we get to March Madness. Obviously, for the next several weeks, it'll just be conference play. Um, but when we get to the tournament, that's something to keep an eye on. See how they uh, do. Can they keep that uh, rolling? Because they definitely were very impressive. Jake, on to this week. We're going to start off with a Big Ten matchup here, 6 p.m. Central Time. Iowa minus four at Penn State. I've got a B pick on the over on this one. I'm taking over 140. The model thinks it should be a shade over 142. Jake, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this game, but for me, I've seen enough of both of these teams this year to know that they tend to have good offensive runs at time and they tend to kind of forget how to play defense at times. Like both of these teams in, get involved in games where it just seems like someone could go on a quick 7-0 run, right? And I feel like that's going to be the key here to getting this thing over. Uh, Jake, which side are you on here? See, I, I like Iowa here with the minus four. Um, I think Penn State is playing at such a slow, deliberate place, especially in their last few. And then they're turning the ball over at a 20% rate. So the doesn't go well to a very fast pace, like complete opposite style Iowa team who's playing better. I mean, Keegan Murray is not playing as well as he did at the beginning of the year. His spring average has dropped six points per game to 22. It's weird to say it's dropped to 22. But, right. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're getting better with like Fred McCaffrey and, and uh, Bohannon and everybody else staying up and his, and his brother – uh, is actually playing better too. So they're, they're getting better as a team. They hit their free throws at a high rate. They take care of the ball. Um, and they just beat this Penn State by seven by 17 at home. So I don't think traveling to Penn State is going to change the score that much and the way Penn State just shoots the ball so bad at times. They just totally disappear. Like, and they're three, they shoot way too many threes to be as bad a shooting team they are. They're shooting 23 threes a game and barely making eight. 
they're just under a third of the threes. It's not, it's not a good combo for a fast-paced Iowa team. Yep, yep, I agree with you there. The pace for Iowa, I think, is going to be the key. And like we talked about before, um, anytime you're trying to get an upset bid like that, you need to be able to do something to take the favorite out of their game. And I'm not sure Penn State can really do that. I think Iowa should kind of have their way there uh, style-wise, which uh, I think lends to the, the, the two things that we both like for this game. Uh, also, at 6 p.m., you've got Duke minus five at Notre Dame. It's a B pick for me on Duke. The model thinks it should be six and a half. This, to me, is a fascinating matchup. We have, you know, I have a couple questions here. First off, is Duke fully healthy? Are they full, at full strength, right? That's obviously a little bit of a question going forward for them. It, it's kind of been a lingering question for them for the last month. Um, but can Notre Dame keep their amazing play up, right? We, we rode Notre Dame. Uh, on Saturday, it was closer at the end than it should have been. They, for the most part, dominated that Virginia team. Yeah. They've been playing really well at home. That play should be rocking. This is a really important game for them. Is Duke too much to to handle? I think this is a fascinating one to watch. Again, the model likes Duke as a B pick there. Jake, what's your side? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Duke for this one. This is the game I'm choosing. Like I'm making sure I'm watching tonight. The this Duke team is really good. Um, they're not fully healthy yet so they're only going to get better like as of saturday trevor kills still hadn't practiced so there's i highly doubt he's playing tonight um or if he does or if he does it's limited minutes won't be as effective yeah. that sort of thing right yeah yeah so i i doubt he sniffs the floor um but duke has been on a roll here that doesn't really kind of seem like it but they've won 10 of their last 12 they are very efficient offense and underrated defense um and this is just a good matchup for them like you got the big guys with Mark Williams and Dio John to match up with Notre Dame's best big guys. And Notre Dame doesn't have anyone in, in the league that or not that many people in the nation that, that can get in the way of Paulo Blantero. So as long as Duke doesn't go dumb like they have a couple times and just forget about him, they should be okay. And Jeremy Roach is shooting the ball better. Uh, Baker's hitting. And I just think this Duke team is just too much for this Notre Dame team and should cover this – it should be about a 10-point game, I think. And I think Duke gets it done. It's an interesting point you make. When we have the teams like Duke, who we everybody knows are good, they're towards the top of the polls, when they do something, like you said, like win 10 out of 12, everyone thinks it's disappointing, right? So it's, an, it's yeah. interesting how our perspective shifts, because we just expect them to win all 12 of 12, right? But obviously that's not really likely for most teams, especially when you get to conference play, right? You very rarely have someone who can go, you know, 17 and 1 in conference or something. Um, but it, the other thing to, to note, of course, on this game is I never try to prognosticate where a specific line will go but in general the general trend is that a team like duke that is a popular public side the number will just get bigger on them as the day goes along again you never know exactly with each game with injury updates things like that but in general that's probably what tends that's probably what's going to happen because that's what tends to happen so just something to keep your mind your eye on here if you're playing this game Jake, you talked about that was the game that you were watching. The one I will be watching, 7 p.m., Colorado State at Wyoming. I think this is the most interesting game of the night. Uh, we've got a pick on the spread here, Colorado State at Wyoming, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, I think this will be a fascinating game, one that you definitely want to at least watch uh, You know, the second half of once those other earlier games end, I think. I've got a B pick on Wyoming. The model thinks that Wyoming should be – 
uh, a two-point favorite on this one. That means I think Colorado State's a little bit better, but Wyoming playing at home, I think, is the reason that you should back them. Uh, this is our drop-a-comment game, though. Let us know who you think will win. I'm on Wyoming. Jake, you're on Colorado State, so let's hear your, your reasoning here. I mean, we've talked about Colorado State a few times on this podcast. Like, I, their offense is incredible. And don't read too much into that UNLV game. They ran into a buzzsaw of uh, Hamilton who went for 45. And, I mean, he he had he beat a scoring average in the first half. And, and Colorado State's not a good defensive team by any stretch. But, I mean, when the guy's going off like that, sometimes it's it's hard to control any part of the game. And then you just kind of get in your own head. Um and this Wyoming team is a good team at home, but they don't cut, like, not that there's a spread to cover, but so as long as you get it out of the pick them, it could go either way, but they're, they're only covered 50% of the games at home. Um, so they, they keep the ball, they take care of the ball very well, but they've got, they're just very thin scoring wise. Like it goes Maldonado and Graham Ike, and then after that, it's a, it's a drop off. And that kind of goes, it would kind of go against them, I think with the, the, how evenly spread out this Colorado State team is, and Roddy is just a matchup nightmare. Yeah, I think this one will be an interesting one where we'll learn a little bit more about both teams because Colorado State had that really hot start. They are, like you said, really efficient, which is obviously something you're looking for here. But, you know, you have that UNLV game, and even if you take that one out, they've had a couple of disappointing efforts here recently. So I'm starting to wonder, is Colorado State, was a lot of that kind of smoke and mirrors early? Is Wyoming, you know, actually the real deal? This is a big week for them. We'll find that a lot. You know, tonight, obviously, yeah. while it's just one game, this one game is going to go a long way to determining uh, what the fates of these two teams are come March. It, and then it could our be last deciding if they're in or not. It, like it, it could, could be a coin toss kind of thing if they don't win the tournament. Absolutely, absolutely, it could be. This could be a huge game in determining if uh, either one can make an at-large. Absolutely, great point. Um, again, uh, definitely a reason why you want to tune into that game uh, here tonight. And then our last game here on the breakdown segment before we get to our exclusive pod content of those buzzer beaters here. We've got 8 p.m. Central Time, West Virginia at Baylor. The model makes this 135 uh, and a half, so I'm going to go under that 137 for a B pick. A couple of things on this one. I'm going to trust my numbers are still accurate here for Baylor, despite the total flying over in the Alabama game on Saturday. If you watch that game, it was heading under for, you know, easily for the first half and the first part of the second half. And then that game just blew up just back and forth, just points like crazy. That's where kind of where I think Baylor lost the game is that they kind of played into Alabama's hands. And, and and that's not what they want to do. And I don't see any reason why that will happen tonight here against West Virginia. I think they will be able to play their style of game, which is a little bit more deliberate than what Bama tries to do is such a frenetic pace. On top of that, West Virginia is going to want to minimize the possessions in this game. They know if they get into a higher position game, they are the worst team on the road. They won't win. So I think they're going to want to slow it down. I think the total is too high based off of the last match. The last, two time, the last time these two teams played, they scored 145 points. That's a little bit of an aberration, though. And I think people are looking at that saying, oh, the same thing will happen. I don't think so. In that game, when you looked at it, the shooting percentages were relatively high. There were a lot of threes and a lot of made threes. I think Baylor shot like 45% from three. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- that obviously might happen again, but I'm not putting my money on it, right? So I think the total is a little bit too high here. I like under 137. Jake, which side are you on? 
I'm, I'm taking Baylor and I'm laying the points with them. I, this West Virginia team doesn't travel well. Um, and it was kind of a fluke kind of game, like you were saying. A team that shoots 69% from the field hit over 80, and there was a significant amount of free throws, so that added a lot of points. And it was still like Baylor was still won by like nine or right around 10. And mm-hmm. so I don't think the they won on the, I don't think they do that on the road. And I think Baylor is much better at home and they're going to be a little angry after this Alabama game. Like you said, they just all of a sudden let it, let Bama control the game and tried to keep up and they weren't ready for it. But there's a, there's a little bit of an unknown factor with Cryer if, if he's going to play or not. And, but he was the leading scorer in the last West Virginia game, but then the Kenjo didn't play. So I'm not sure if it's, a wash or or what there, but West Virginia is so dependent on Sherman and uh, the, their other guard. I can't think McNeil, um, and they they were hot last game, and I, I don't think that happens again. I, th- I mean, Scott Drew goes in there and says, "Okay, somebody else beat us, and we're just going to take these two guys out because those guys played 39 minutes and scored almost all the points." So I, I think Baylor gets it done just to put a stamp on it because they're more angry that they lost to the Bama, uh, inferior Bama team. Yep, yep. And that gets us into the buzzer beater segment here, your exclusive pod content. I've got the A-plus pick of the day for you, 8 p.m. Central Time, Santa Clara minus 12.5 versus Pacific. I don't usually love laying that many points, but I think that – Pacific is in just uh, nowhere near as talented as I, what I think has been an underrated Santa Clara team. So I like Santa Clara to just run them out of the building there. The best B side, I've got 6 p.m. Austin P minus three versus SIU Edwardsville. I think they can cover that short number at home. Every dog has its day. I'm going to give a little swack action at you here. 7 p.m. Bethune Cookman plus 125. I think they can go on the road and get it done at Alabama A&M. And then my last one here, the plug your nose and play them anyway, 6 p.m. Albany getting a whopping 16 and a half points at Vermont. Vermont obviously is really good. That's too many points. There was a lot of snow up in the Northeast, right? These kids will be distracted. Let them go play in the snow, right? Vermont's going to get out to a nice, comfortable lead and just coast. So I, I see Vermont winning the game about 13, hopefully, and not 30, right? That's a whole yeah. lot of points. I'm plugging my nose and playing them because Albany kind of stinks. Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Man, I, I love this Howard team. They're they're very good. They shoot the ball so well from three. They've got a guy that's making 50, almost 52% of his threes in, in South Carolina lets up about nine threes a game. So I think Howard covers a seven fairly easy. And then I love this Liberty team going against the eh, Kennesaw State team. That's nothing exciting. But I think Liberty gets it done. All right. All right. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals for today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every weekday of the college ball, college basketball season. And if you notice on the ticker, we're going to do a live Q&A session on Saturdays. We're going to go live the time down there at the bottom, uh, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, where we will answer any question on any game, any game you want us to talk about. We'll just shoot from the hip there on Saturday mornings. That should be a lot of fun. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.